French influence, you'll find uh, Corsican influence, you'll find Dutch influence. You definitely can't leave without trying some of our staples like mofongo. Sounds very weird, but it comes from a dish from Congo, mfuenge, mfuenge, and it's basically smashed plantains that have been fried and then mixed with either butter or, or oil and then a lot of garlic, a lot of herbs. It's a very internationally influenced episode number 12 of the Travel Podcast and today it's a very special one as Matthew gets to head on over to Puerto Rico to find out all about culinary and cultural tourism. But be warned, you will be left feeling very hungry. Listening to the Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey everyone and welcome to the Travel Podcast. Steve here for another episode of the Travel Podcast, in fact episode number 12. And in case you didn't know, this is the podcast where we aim to inspire you with ideas and tips to help you travel the world. Today is no different, but if you haven't already listened to previous episodes, do so now or as soon as this one's finished. We've got some fantastic destinations for you. Check out, for example, Australia for the first time down under, Lapland to go off and see Santa, touring, adventure travel. We've got Antigua, Barbuda. We've got Scottsdale in Arizona. We've got Vegas. Uh, we've got Nashville, Thailand, and many, many more. Check them out now, and please leave us a five-star review, just like the hundreds of people have already done so. That would be absolutely fantastic. But today, today's a fantastic one, and I'm very jealous of Matthew, who today has uh, got the opportunity to head off to Puerto Rico to learn about this fantastic destination. In fact, a destination with over 300 miles of coastlines and amazing beaches. And it's one of those hottest or one of the hottest up and coming destinations at the moment. So definitely worth checking this one out. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So have a listen. Welcome to the Travel Podcast. I'm Matthew and today we'll be discussing Puerto Rico. And I'm very excited to have Paulina and Gustavo from Spoon Puerto Rico joining us live. Um, so hi guys, how are you? Hi Matt, we're great. We're so happy to be here chatting with you. Thank you for having us. No, thank you. Thank you. I know it's um, probably a beautiful sunny day there and it's nice and early in the morning. It's um, currently afternoon in England, but also sunny for once rather than rain. So it's, it's brilliant. Good for you, but you are absolutely right. It is sunny and beautiful here in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So it's like in the mid eighties, sunny, gorgeous. It's awesome. And for, for those listening who may not uh, know where Puerto Rico is in the world, could you just uh, give us a bit of background of where Puerto Rico is and how listeners can get to get there? Yes, so Puerto Rico is located in the Caribbean. We are actually in between the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic Sea. So we are an archipelago and we are the largest island of the lesser islands and the smallest of the larger. So we're sort of this in-between and historically have been um, very important in terms of trade routes. When you look back to, you know, Christopher Columbus times and pre-Columbine times, uh, it's a very strategic location just because of the way the winds uh, work and bring ships from uh, Europe 
and the east to the west. Uh, it's a, if you go in the map, do a little Google zoom, you'll see that we're just sort of centrally located in the Caribbean. And uh, how to, you know, you asked how to how to get here. Um, air travel would be the most effective way to get to Puerto Rico if you're coming from from the UK. Uh, the UK you're coming from Europe. Um, there are some direct flights from Spain and actually from the UK. If you're coming from the United States, we have several uh, direct routes from all over the continental uh, United States. If you're coming a little bit further, you're going to have to, you know, do some layovers. Uh, but also cruise ships. So you can also come to Puerto Rico. It's one of the largest cruise ship ports in the Western Hemisphere here in San Juan. So you can also come here on a cruise. So many, many ways to get to the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. And um, when we're talking about, obviously you mentioned it's an island, it was very important. And from doing a little bit of research, I know that there's, I mean, it is like a little paradise and many people may not know about it in the Caribbean. So when when someone when someone is visiting Puerto Rico, what can they expect from the climate and the the landscape of the island? Well, Puerto Rico is a subtropical island, um, and although it's an island, I have to say that we feel more like a country because there's so many subclimates within it. We have deserts. We have one of the the actually the the largest rainforest um, in Northern America, uh, we have all these microclimates within as well. And but it's always going to be a very pleasant in terms of temperature. It's always going to be very pleasant. So if you go up in the mountains, and I'm sorry for our UK listeners in Puerto Rico, we go with Fahrenheit rather than Celsius. So um, I can do the conversion real quick. But basically, we're going to be usually within. Uh, anywhere in the mountains from about 60 or even 50s. Um, and then obviously in the summer months of June, July, August, it can go up to 100 degrees. But because we're surrounded by ocean being an island, we always have a nice breeze pretty much anywhere you're at. And, and then locals will tell you, always look for the shade. When you're not at the beach looking to you know to tan and get that direct sun, there's always plenty of palm trees and trees all over. There's, the geography is very green. You're gonna find that um, aside from the rainforest, throughout the island, there's a lot of green, especially all throughout the center of the island. You can be at the beach, a beautiful beach, let's say on the south or the northwest coast, and just look right behind you and you're going to be seeing mountains. So that's a great, you always are going to have that contrast of seeing lush green with the beach only, you know, a 20, 30 minute drive away. And, and, and for anyone who's listening and doesn't get the Fahrenheit, 50 degrees is Fahrenheit is roughly around 20, 10 degrees Celsius and 100 is roughly around 37, 38 degrees uh, Celsius. So some big variations, but also quite good then, you know, you could be quite hot during the day down, uh, down by the beach. But if you want to get a cooler, you can go up into the mountains and get away from that uh, 100 degree heat and, and cool down a little bit. And I would say that usually the, the average temperature throughout the year is about 80. Um, so it's about 25, 26 degrees Celsius. Which is hot in England. If you're from the UK, that's 26. That's our summer. So that's, yeah. a, that's a great temperature. But you have 272 miles of, you know, of coastline. So it's the perfect place to come, relax, uh, and enjoy and enjoy the beach. But what Gustavo was mentioning earlier, it's not, you know, we have these incredible beaches, but we also have that rainforest, you know, right, right in the middle. So we also have, you know, we'll get into the colonial city. Um, 
So we have a lot of offerings, more than just speech, even though that is one of our one of our biggest assets. And obviously, like you mentioned, you got such a variation of um, landscape and whether we can explore into the mountains or the the coastline and the beaches. How easy is it to get around the islands and what areas of the islands away from uh, the main hustle and bustle would you recommend visiting? Okay, so the, the capital, um, the main area is San Juan. That's uh, where we have the International Airport, Luis Munoz Marin International Airport. That's where most of the international flights will come into. But then you can use San Juan as a hub. So you can do you can do day trips uh, to places like Rincón, which is located on the west coast of the island. Uh, it's, no, it's a very relaxed, uh, surfing kind of town. So laid back, no skyscrapers, no big developments, uh, and it's known for, like I said, for surfing. It's a very clean, uh, you know, culture. To basically, think of a little bit of Hawaii, California, on the west coast of Puerto Rico. And there's actually, because of the surfing, you'll find a lot of people from, you know, those places, a lot of people from Hawaii, from Florida, from Portugal, from all over that come and spend a couple months out of the year or actually have moved there because it's such a great, you know, sleepy, but also very organic. The food tends to be on the healthier side. There's farmer's markets. It's a, it's a great town. And you asked about getting around, and we usually recommend when you're gonna be doing several days, um, you know, we do have Uber as a method of uh, transport. Everyone knows easy with your app, but there's also taxis. But we recommend if you're gonna be here for several days to rent a car, um, Puerto Rico is pretty easy to get around. We do drive on the right side of the street. Uh, so for those that are used to the left, it takes a little getting used to. Uh, same as for us when we travel to, to countries, it takes a couple of days to just get used to that. But aside from that, it's, uh, it's pretty easy. All the signage is um, in kilometers. It's uh, pretty, pretty well. You know, when you ask around, you can use Google Maps, you can use any other GPS that you want, and you, it'll be pretty easy to get around. Uh, but you can also feel free to stop and ask locals. That's still how we used to, you know, we, we yeah, usually but, get around. But I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Yeah, but you're going to ask the locals, and they're going to be like, yes, just go straight, make a right by the mango tree, go down the road, a left at the big yellow house, and then do a loop uh, by the guanabana tree. Guanabana is a local tropical Summer fruit. Yeah, called sour stop. So you can't ask the locals, but be prepared for those kind of directions. But that's part of what makes it interesting. You're gonna get those references, and that's gonna, you know, you're gonna remember that more than if you just, you know, turn left on Highway X or Y. So it, it makes it a little bit more vivid. To yeah, have. but it's super easy to get around. Definitely renting a car. Like if you do go to Rincon in the West Coast, even though it is a two, two and a half hour drive from San Juan, in order to really get immersed and not have to rush back to San Juan, we would recommend spending, um, you know, spending the night. And there's everything from uh, Airbnbs to small B&Bs. Uh, uh, oh, hotels, small yeah. boutique hotels, larger hotels. So there's a lot of options for the lodging. Um, and then Rincon is one great town, but then all around that, since we're mentioning the West Coast, um, definitely, you know, try to expand a little bit on that part of the island and check out Isabela, another great town, phenomenal restaurants. You're going to find in Puerto Rico that people are extremely friendly. And the reason I mentioned asking people for directions is because that's how you connect also with the local cultures. You know, if you get in your car, you follow the GPS, you get from point A to point B, 
you're sort of missing out a little bit on that interaction with people. And I think that's, Paulina mentioned the beaches as our attraction asset. I think our people are our best asset and getting to know, you know, people along the way is what's going to make your trip the most memorable. And people, you know, most people do speak English. So it's, and, and if they don't, they'll figure out a way to, you know, let you know how to get to wherever you're going. So it's safe. We've always felt safe every time we've traveled all around the island and we've explored it, you know, extensively. Um, so not to worry about that. And if you get lost, it's not like we're in this huge, huge, huge country, you know, in the outback. And so you don't have to worry about, about that. You'll be fine. You know, you'll be fine. And getting lost is part of the fun as well. I, I definitely agree. Getting lost is part of fun, especially when the locals are so friendly. And as you've, as you mentioned, are very, very helpful. So even if they, may not be able to speak English, they'll definitely be there to help and point you in the direction with signs or, or try and find someone to, to talk to you and help you. So I love cultures like that where they're so immersive and want you to really feel at home in their home. Um, I think that's part, one of the best things about travel is, is, is getting that cultural experience by meeting the locals. Well, if I may, uh, speaking of feeling like home, I remember more than once we've had the situation where we've been a little bit lost and I'm trying to find a specific beach or trying to you know check out a town that we we've never been to uh, Puerto Rico has 78 municipalities and municipalities are like towns so each town will have neighborhoods and will have you know it, its own attraction in Puerto Rico you'll find that pretty much every town will have something that's specific to their food that will be different from another town something specific in the music or in the way that people speak so even though again we're a small island there's a lot to discover in each one of those 78 different uh, towns. But going back to the, the home feeling, we've had more than one situation where we're a little bit lost and we'll ask someone, and they're like, oh, wait, come, come, come. Don't worry, I'll explain, but just get out of your car, come into my home, they'll invite us to a drink, you know, coffee, a cocktail, whatever that may be. Uh, and we've had, you know, it's it, for some people that might be a little bit shocking, but it's just as, as soon as you get out of the capital, you might find that in the capital too, but we found that it happens a little bit more once you you exit the capital, and people just have this this really sort of humbleness and friendliness that don't be surprised if somebody invites you into their home and just wants to treat you to you know a little bit of their their home. I think that's a a great thing about a culture and travel like as i mentioned a, a moment ago but having having that really does bring your experience of a holiday and i know some people like you they could go and enjoy the, the wonderful beaches and go and go out to the west coast and just enjoy the surf and stay there and still get that experience or as you mentioned people could stay in in the historical center and go go out and explore for the day but still be able to manage to get that feeling of the of the islands and and what the culture is like and talk about the history and, and you're talking about um san juan and you could use that as the base and go out and explore i know that it's been used a lot in some movies because of the the architecture and the historical uh landscape of the buildings and it is stunning so if people haven't seen it do make sure you go and have a look on discover puerto rico and have a look at san juan and look at how beautiful the city is but i mean if you could just give us a bit of the, the history and points of interest within of san juan uh old san juan and then also if there's any outside of the city sure so 
Old San Juan um, was officially established in 1521. Uh, it was built by the by the Spanish. It was under Spanish rule for over 400 years. So as you can imagine, uh, the architecture, Spanish colonial, colorful buildings, think bright blues and oranges and pink and yellow. So lots, lots of color, wooden, beautiful, large balconies, uh, flowers hanging from the balconies onto, you know, onto the street, blue cobblestones, uh, tiny streets, little shops and restaurants and little alleyways. So, and it's small, it's very manageable to do in about, you know, in a day. Um, we have two major fortifications in Old San Juan, uh, San Felipe del Morro and San Cristobal, uh, which, were, which were built uh, to protect the city from attacks. So the city was once a military city that was completely fortified with a wall that was used to be a three mile long, you know, three mile long radius. Um, and it is just picturesque and we invite, you know, people to do a tour, do a tour with us. We run uh, food, history and culture tours um, in Old San Juan and obviously throughout the rest of the island. Uh, but we do do a strong focus on on Old San Juan. So you can, it'd be lovely to stay in Old San Juan for about, yeah. And actually, now that she's on the subject of staying in Old San Juan, uh, <laughs> it's for me, it's a very special place. I've been mm -hmm. going there since I was a toddler. I remember my grandmother taking me uh, we would take the ferry from Cataño, a town that's uh, across, across, the bay. across the bay from Old San Juan. And the reason we did that, we could have driven into Old San Juan, no problem, but it was more of an experience. And I remember back then it was something, uh, you know, under a dollar, I believe it was 15 cents, 20 cents to get over. It was very inexpensive. And, uh, and we would go, my brothers and I with my grandmother, and grab a piragua, which is a shaved ice, uh, local fruit, you could get it with passion fruit, you can get it with guanabana, what we mentioned earlier, soursop, mango, and all these different uh, flavors right on the street from, from salespeople that would be in different corners. And that's still around, that's stuff that you can still find. Um, but speaking of the architecture, I, I would definitely urge for whoever visits to at least spend a night or two in Old San Juan, that architecture is marvelous. The fact that you know those buildings, three, 400 year old, buildings, 500-year-old buildings are still standing, and you have these very, very high ceilings, these thick walls that were built to withstand attacks, you know, to withstand cannonballs. Um, the way that they, even though do not have large windows a lot of times, they're very breezy. They were very well executed before architecture was a thing. These engineers were true geniuses in the way that they developed it. Um, so definitely check out, you know, and try to, if you can spend, spend a night or two in Old San Juan, you will not regret it. And, and talk about it, I mean, again, from looking at doing some research on the island, and I know a bit about it from, I know it's one of the, it's a territory of the US, so I knew a lot of uh, friends from the States have been out there for long weekends and really enjoyed it and have spoken so highly about it. But dancing and the food especially in old san juan is something they always mention like going in the evening you can go out and explore and it comes to life and yeah. you know could you give us a bit more of the detail into that what are the experience of the local food and nightlife um on the island in in the old city i know you mentioned that the food um when you're traveling is especially out on the west coast was, was great and very organic um, is that also the same when you're visiting in San Juan? Is it all locally sourced? Does it have a certain uh, a certain speciality uh, from the food or drink? Definitely. You can find, I mean, in terms of the organic, you can find that anywhere throughout the island. 
Uh, we mentioned the West Coast just because it's a more prevalent theme there. Um, it's part of the culture with the surf, and that's pretty ubiquitous all over. It tends to go with the, the healthy eating, with the exercise, and all that. But you can find that all you know in Old San Juan, places like Verde Mesa and Marmalade that are very geared towards you know fine dining, but in a very healthy, very conscious way, working with local farmers and. But you can find that also in small mom and pop restaurants like David Dura. We work, we try to, in terms of Spoon, uh, partner up with establishments that that is their focus, working with small farms, local producers, fishermen directly so that we get you know the best produce, impact the economy in the best way possible rather than large chains that you never know where that income is going. Um, but Old San Juan, you will find a lot of restaurants because it's, at the center of you know tourism in Puerto Rico, you will find a lot of restaurants that exemplify what our cuisine is about. Which, if I need to boil it down into its essence, uh, is a mix. You know, Puerto Rico is a huge mix again because of where we are geographically uh, and how many pirates and ships and, and Dutch ships and and uh, British and you know every everyone passed through where we're located. So you'll find a lot of mix, a lot of French. Obviously the, the main mix is a mix of our Taino Indians, the inhabitants that were here when Columbus said he discovered, I mean, we were already here, come on. <laughs> we need to discover what was already here. Um, and African and Spanish. So that's, those three cultures are the main elements in our cuisine, but then you'll find a lot of French influence. You'll find, uh, Corsican influence, you'll find Dutch influence. When you look back to cooking books back from the 1800s, people sometimes are surprised to find Dutch elements in our cuisine, but that's very prevalent uh, when you start looking at all of our mixes. But you definitely can't leave without trying some of our staples like mofongo. Sounds very weird, uh, but it comes from a dish from Congo, mfuenge, mfuenge, and it's basically smashed plantains that have been fried and then mixed with either butter or or oil and then a lot of garlic a lot of herbs and then you can either eat that as a side which a lot of people do or you can do as we prefer and have some fresh seafood and have that on top and then it is a full dish you really usually when you get that at a restaurant you will not be getting a side because it's such a filling and fulfilling dish um but Food, I think, for Puerto Rico, you know, aside from the beaches and the mountains and the people, would be that other huge uh, attractive attraction that we have where we've traveled extensively throughout Europe and Asia. And I have to say that we have a phenomenal food here in Puerto Rico. So you cannot leave without trying all of the seafood, all of our pork dishes, all of our root vegetables and their different stews and fritters. Um, going to Piñones, which is on the north uh, east coast, near very near San Juan and the main airport, and trying all of those African heritage dishes, which might not seem very healthy at first, but once you try them and see how delicious they are, you're gonna want to go back for more. And Piñones, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a really, like I said, it's it's only about it's about 10 minutes from the international airport, 15 to 20 minutes from Old San Juan, from Condado Isla Verde, uh, which is the strip where a lot of the uh, beachfront hotels are. So Piñones is a neighborhood um, within the municipality of Loiza that has very very strong African roots. It's the area where the first freed African slaves settled, and is the 
rustic beachfront community lined with food stalls that sell an array of fritters, uh, like alcapurias, eh, bacalaitos, piononos, eh, pinchos, de pollo, de cerdo. So it's a fun way, you're right at the beach, you can literally be at a, at a gorgeous beach, cross the street, and then go grab a coconut, you know, put some rum in it, and then grab a bunch of fritters, and then you can just make a day out of it. And with your rental car, you'll be there in just a few minutes. Um, we did mention also roasted pork, and pork, I think, is, is a huge uh, part of Puerto Rico's culture, especially spit-roasted pig. We call it lechon a la vara. And that you can find, that's very typical during the holiday season, which is actually Puerto Rico has the longest holiday season in the world. We start celebrating right after Thanksgiving, which is at the end of November. November, and then we go until the beginning of February. So our people's Christmas tree is up, lights are up, and parties. We party for two months, and we have, you go to people's house, and more than likely, there's going to be a spit-roasted pig in the backyard. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone always fights over the cuerito, which is the skin, that crispy skin pork with rice. the fat yeah. underneath the pork rind. I mean, it's like 10.30 a.m., and I'm like, I want that right now. Like, Sounds like a, a wonderful two month celebration right there. Yeah, Sounds great. All year long in the mountains, you can, so the mountains are definitely known for that. Also, there's this one area um, in Puerto Rico, it's called Guavate. It's about 50 minutes away from San Juan. It's in the it's town of driving. In the town of Calle, which is C-A-Y-E-Y. -E and it's just lined with all these lechoneras, spit roasted pork restaurants that will also turn into sort of a party because it's in the culture of uh, lechoneras and chinchorros, there's this whole thing about going with friends and family and making pit stops, it's called chinchorreo, in different stalls and you have, you grab a beer at one place with a little pork and the next one you'll grab another bite with another drink and so, you know. It's like pork hopping. Basically, and drink hopping. And drink hopping. So yeah. this is and this is a, a a thing that we do here all year long. There, I mean, a, a a lot in during the holiday season. But it's something that people will do on the weekends. They'd be like, hey, like you want to do a chinchorreo this weekend? Sure, let's do. Okay, well, I know this great route through Calle, or you know what, this week we'll do through Barranquitas, which is another you know another municipality in in the mountains, a little further. Uh, but you enjoy beautiful views nicer temperature and i recommend getting in touch with us or other companies that can show you those best places and also provide the transportation so that you can drink responsibly enjoy your day but not have to worry about you know doing all that and drinking and driving so definitely that's something we recommend hiring a company or getting a group together and a driver uh, you can definitely get in touch with us and we'll point you in the right direction but it's one of the most fun things you can do while you're discovering the food, the culture, the music. All these places you'll go to will have either live music or will have great salsa playing or plena and bomba. And so it's it's sort of an all-in-one package as you're discovering all these little stalls and businesses. Yeah, and this is and I can imagine a lot of dancing as well. Yes. Absolutely, yes. And so you'll, you'll get to these lechoneras, especially on the weekends, and it'll be, you know, during your chinchorreo, and people will be dancing, music will be, playing, people will be dancing, so it's fun, it's engaging, and you really get to immerse yourself in, in the local culture and see you know how the how the locals hang.
and and with that i know rum is quite a big thing as well so i can imagine there's lots of salsa lots of rum flowing everyone yeah. having a great time with the pork or and obviously there, uh, you mentioned there's a lot of plant food so i can imagine that there's a lot of options for those that are veggie or vegan as well um when you're out there but i can yeah the salsa and the rum sounds like a a great way to end your evening after having a wonderful um tour of of restaurants and different types of food or experiencing that that the, the mountain towns so um with that are they able to explore any rum distilleries or sample that locally yes definitely so rum in puerto rico has one of its deepest roots when you look at the history of rum uh there's there's still some uncertainty of different islands claiming they uh they invented it but uh, I think that since there's no denomination of origin, uh, each island will claim their own style of rum. And Puerto Rico has its law of what is considered a rum and what is considered an aged rum. And I have to say that we have some of the best rum in the world and several distilleries that you can visit. Uh, out of the biggest ones, there's some that are private and they don't accept visitors. Some will accept visitors on a scheduled basis if you make a reservation. And there's some, like Bacardi, where you can just show up and uh, and purchase a ticket and then either do one of their tours or classes or uh, just buy some drinks or buy some bottles or some other memorabilia. But you also have a great rum called Ron del Barrilito, a, very, a small family-owned distillery um, started in 1865 from the Fernandez family. Uh, and that's more of a quaint experience. You'll get more of a one-on-one, -on -one, uh, get to taste incredible rums. Uh, Don Cu also, Serrayes, family-owned, great rum. That one's on the southwest coast on Ponce, and that one does require, they do have a castle that used to be owned by the family and is now, uh, was donated to a foundation. But a great place to visit, learn about the history of the rum, sample some great rums, and while you're in the southwest, definitely check out what Ponce and Juanica have to offer. I mean, I'm just mentioning some towns. There's, I, I could go on and on and on, but just mentioning some of those highlights. And Ponce was definitely big. It's Puerto Rico's second largest city. Um, Juan Ponce de Leon, if anybody remembers from history, guys searching for the Fountain of Youth, uh, clearly didn't find it, but found Ponce and, uh, and the town kept his name. And it's a great town where you find Phenomenal architecture, great restaurants, a beach uh, with a marina called La Guancha, where you could take day trips out to Caja de Muerto, which is actually called Coffin Island because of its shape, with waters that are just pristine, great scuba, great surfing. So more stuff to do, not just on the north or the capital that you could explore in either a day trip or stay out a day or two also. Yeah, but just to get back, yes, there are these awesome distilleries that you can visit, but you can literally get rum everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere you're able to get rum. It's a huge part of the culture, and you can just go into uh, a bar. You could do a rum tasting at a bar, and most of them will have, you know, an, an array, an assortment of, of local of local rums. And you could do, you know, a tasting, or you can have uh, a, a flight, a cocktail. Uh, we also do cocktail tours as well. Um, mixology classes too so you can set something up with a company like ours or just you know do your own bar hopping and and talking about 
tours um i know if you mentioned so again if anyone is interested um on joining gustavo and paulina um there the website will be spoon's website will be on in the show notes so you can check that out and you can go and check out their website to um book onto any of their their tours that they offer uh, so do make sure you do do that if you are visiting puerto rico but Obviously, we mentioned surfing, we've mentioned food tours, cocktail tours, cooking classes. Um, what activity, obviously you mentioned scuba just now uh, with, with Coffin Islands, uh, what would be sort of the highlight of activities and places to do those, um, including if anyone wants to go and see sports, I believe uh, baseball is a big, uh, big sport in Puerto Rico, which m people may not uh, be aware of, um, along with like museums and art galleries. I mean, it really depends on your tastes and what you're looking for. There's a little bit of everything. Uh, I, again, small island, but has more of a big city feel in terms of the offerings. So if you want to do live music, that's an option. If you want to do salsa dancing, that's an option. That's something that you'll find mostly, you know, like Paulina said, you can find it when you go out uh, on a weekend in a chinchorreo, or you can find it in, in a lot of hotels that will have it, or even specialty bars and dancing halls in Calle Loisa, for example, another great food hub, restaurant bars that'll have dancing places. Uh, if art is of your liking, great museums all over San Juan and galleries, uh, like the Museum of Modern Art is one of our favorites. Um, and, and also the Contemporary Museum of Art. So that area that Gustavo was mentioning um, is Santurce. It's within the San Juan metropolitan area. Five minutes from five minutes from Old San Juan. That's like your music, your arts, uh, your up and coming kind of hip neighborhood, and it's got it's full of galleries and our two largest uh, museums. Old San Juan also has uh, Museum of the Americas, the Museum of San Juan. Um, other activities that people can do. We mentioned um, the scuba before. Um, our friends at East Island Excursions do incredible day trips um, from Fajardo, which is a town on the East Coast, about less than an hour from San Juan. You get to get catamaran and go to Culebra Island. That's one of the beaches that we didn't get to talk about before. It's an island um, about 17 miles off the coast of, of San Juan, and it's like one of our favorite places on Earth. Uh, it's a small island, about only 2,000 people live there, and it's just your ultimate relaxed, laid-back place. Flamenco Beach has been consistently rated as one of the top 10 beaches in the world. So think that long stretch of white, smooth, beautiful sand with crystal clear water. So you can either stay there, stay a few days there, or if you have a limited time, if you're coming over, you know, long weekend, you're coming in from the States, that can definitely be um, a day trip. Also, um, zip lining and uh, adventure tours to the rainforest. Ecotourism is huge, and you can either do something, you know, not as hardcore. I would say you can just, you know, take a take a tour, a hike, a hike um, or if you're more, you know, more fit, want something a little bit um, rough, a little more challenging, you can do these full day rappelling, diving sort of um, experiences. Can, there's also on the East Coast as well, and also you'll find that throughout the island, but one of the places that I know that's, and we've, we've visited often, um, that has a lot of different things to offer in terms of adventure is Caravali, where they'll have you know horseback riding, ATV, zip lining, and a lot of these more intense uh, things, but also they'll have stuff geared for the family and for kids. So again, uh, pretty much everything like you mentioned 
it's like a, a cultural city, but with the outdoors right on its doorstep where you can do so much and the landscape and its position in the world gives it such a, an advantage for those especially that love their outdoor activities and really want to explore nature but all on yeah but all within quite an easy accessible uh, area and talking about how easy it is to get around and earlier we were talking with regards to some people may go and stay on the west coast they may stay in San, old san juan or san juan for a few days where would if people are looking to do something a bit more adventurous um are there certain areas that are best to stay or if they're looking just to stay and enjoy the beaches are there certain resorts that you'd recommend or if they're just going for potentially uh, a long weekend would you just say right base yourself in the san juan I think if you're coming in for a long weekend, San Juan is a good place. And when we say San Juan, it's the San Juan metropolitan area. So if you can be in the old city, um, but you don't have the beach in front, you can. But if you do want to be in front of the beach, you can stay in either Condado or Isla Verde. They're all along the same strip of the Atlantic coast, but that's where you'll find more of the hotels. Um, we like La Concha a lot. It's a beautiful resort sitting right on the water and in your walkable condado area. So you're able to walk to restaurants, to bars, to shops, supermarkets. Um, so you can do the walking there. And from there, you can use that as a base to do your day trips, like to Culebra or to the rainforest to do your hikes. Um, but if you want to do something more on the West Coast, we would recommend staying you know, on the on the on the west coast, and then if you really want to be more secluded, um, you can stay in in the mountains like Barranquitas and Calle, Alcunzas, um, Canovanas, which are you know all relatively close. I mean, right? For us here, we say two hours away. Wow, Puerto Ricans, it's far. But for most people all around the world, they're like, oh, that's that's nothing. That's my regular commute to work. You know. And I think like. Um you mentioned earlier there's a lot of ecotourism so i can imagine that up in the mountains there's some great retreats so people are looking to get away and they could even do some people could even potentially do a bit of a mini twin center on the islands you know a multi-sensor where you can <laughs> explore samwon and then go for the relaxation up in the mountains to get away detox be calm and then come down to the beach we've um, that we've met we've had clients of spoon that from the UK, from Australia, from all over that will come here for a lengthier you know, time than a week and they'll come here for a week, a week and a half, and they'll do that. They'll stay a couple of days in the mountains, relax, have all you know, the bird watching or the, you know, the, the waterfalls and very relaxing time. And then we'll spend two, three days on the either the West Coast or the South Coast, something like uh, Yabucoa and do a little bit more beach oriented and then we'll do one or two days in the city to get more of the nightlife the dancing the food um so yeah it, it really depends on how much you want to do what you're looking for and there's really you can tailor a trip for pretty much anyone depending on what you're looking for and and i mentioned earlier that there's lots of easy connections from the us so people in theory could also look at it where they could let's say go to uh, new york and then come down to uh, Puerto Rico for a week and then have a city break for a few nights in New York on their way out or way back if they're coming from the UK or Europe or potentially do Florida and do the parks and then come and relax you know or do a weekend in Puerto Rico and a week somewhere else so it seems like a, a great destination that can offer so much 
whether it be from a short stay to a long stay. Absolutely, and that's an excellent point that you make because the, there are direct flights from Fort Lauderdale um, and from New York, and especially New York, if you're coming from you know from the from Europe, um, you know, just a few hours, and then you hop on another flight, and then you're in Puerto Rico. Now, and if someone is looking at doing potentially a twin center with the U.S. or North America, would you say that um, again it would be if they're only staying for a short time, they're more likely to stay in the old town or in San Juan? If they want to stay a bit longer, then they could look at doing multi centers or potentially stay from uh, by the beach. Yeah, for a short, long, you know, long weekend, let's say three days, we would recommend staying in San Juan. Because even being in San Juan, there's so many things that are accessible and a relatively short drive away and even a walk away. For example, you can stay in San Juan and do a lot of stuff during the day, depending on what your interests are. Go to see a baseball game, a boxing match. Uh, do you know old San Juan or do new San Juan and do uh, Calle Loisa or a public art tour, anything that you want. And then at night, you could do something like the Bio Bay, which is only about a 45 minute drive and check out one of, you know, there's only about seven bioluminescent bays in the world and Puerto Rico has three. So why not take some of that time at night where, you know, if you're not too much or if you already had a, a tough night the night before, well then take a more relaxed night and go see Dinoflagellate that's glowing at night. It's, I, I call it as avatar in real life, and you'll see everything glowing in the water. It's an amazing feat. So there's there's really a lot you can do by just being here for a short time. Amazed by what Puerto Rico has to offer. Um, I have spent quite a bit of time looking into the island, so I knew bits of it. But even just listening to you both talk about it and the experiences that can be done. It just makes me want to, to travel there even more, especially as I love the outdoors. So being able to surf, going up into the mountains and doing some extreme like zip lining and um, then going scuba diving and snorkeling sounds all in one place is is amazing. And I love Hawaii. So the fact that you mentioned the West Coast is a lot like Hawaii. It's, it's, it's a lot closer than Hawaii from the UK. So uh, an, yeah. easier, an easier jaunt to get to. Um, and I think it is sort of like a hidden gem within the Caribbean, especially from the UK market in the fact that a lot of people will know with regards to some of the other Caribbean islands a lot more than Puerto Rico. So hopefully those listening, especially from the UK, have now got that flavour and really want to go out and experience it. And and just before I finish, I know I mentioned earlier that films, a lot of films have been uh, have been substituting the likes of Havana and filming in San Juan. So for those who want to really delve into some culture, some experience, nature, beaches, rum, food, it's the destination in the Caribbean. One of the destinations that I, uh, is now on my, creeping its way to the top of the list for me. Um, so I thank, I thank you both very much. And again, um, if you, if you are looking to go out there, you do need to make sure you do get in touch with Gustavo and Paulina. Um, as I mentioned, their website will be uh, added into the show notes and also on not uh, on the travelpodcast.com uh, in the episode page for Puerto Rico. And also you can get lots of different ideas. And if you are, once you've listened to this, if you want to go back and listen again, or if there's any regions that really uh, got your interest, go to discoverpuertorico.com. And again, you can have a look at the regions and the things to do and it get to know Puerto Rico even more and the video footage and the photos on there are stunning um so 
I just want to thank you both, Paulina and Gustavo, again for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you very much. We hope to get some visitors from all over the world to come to our beautiful, beautiful island. Oh, I'm sure you will. So much to offer. But well, again, thank you both so much. And again, everyone do go and check out thetravelpodcast.com where you can find all the links uh, from today's episode and also get on to, if you're listening via IH, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your podcast uh, partners, please do make sure you rate us and subscribe and share with your friends, especially this brilliant episode about Puerto Rico. Thank you all. Thank you very much, Matthew. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.